Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener-supported. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and a Wire gear, and more. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Heard it, worked it, logged it. It is time to get the transceiver that is best suited for your lifestyle. ICOM offers a variety of high-performance and innovative products. See how you can make the most out of contest season with ICOM. And LDG. LDG makes small, lightweight tuners ideal for portable and emergency operations. Some can operate on internal batteries for months of normal use, making them easy to carry, install, and use in the field. Visit ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Oh, what a day. Just finished a tomato sandwich. I've noticed some of the ladies around town, or at least the ones I work with, call a sandwich a Sammy. I think I'm going to go get myself a, a Sammy. You cannot, though, get a tomato, a fresh tomato sandwich at the restaurant. At least any that I know. Maybe there are some that are claiming to have locally, you know, grown. This one came right out of the garden, man. Man. And I like to put a little bit of condiments on it. I'm not a big fan of mayonnaise. But I'll do a little bit on the bread for that. It's my exception. I'll do pickle. I'll do some, uh, what are they called? The, uh, the peppers. Put the peppers on there. The pickle peppers. Put those on there. What else? Maybe a little piece of onion. You could uh, add some bacon. I do some soy-based bacon product, which you probably wouldn't enjoy. However, if you are a uh, pescatarian or a vegetarian, perhaps, maybe it would appeal to you this tomato sandwich. Don't have another one to offer you. I ate it. I wouldn't even share a bite of the sandwich. Fresh tomatoes, man, they make a man uh, get a little possessive. I'm just saying. Hello to you. It's Christian. Kilo Zero. Sierra Tango Hotel. Coming to you from the studio here. I thought about doing a walk and talk today. And I just said, oh, man, it's it's so hot. We're looking at 96 today. I don't know what the humidity is and the heat indices. It doesn't matter to me. It's just hot and uncomfortable. And I didn't feel like changing. I'm in the air conditioning. What are you going to do? That's what we're going to do. Boy, this week was uh, an interesting week and an interesting weekend. I was fortunate enough not to have any antenna work knocking on an old table here. Not too loudly because I have a small dog that barks at everything. But uh, 
Yeah, knock wood, man. I haven't had to adjust an antenna or replace or rehang an antenna. I've been uh, holding since the last old three episodes when I got hit pretty hard, I've got to say, for summertime. I haven't had a, an issue for a while, at least a year or two, maybe some slight adjustments or maybe a galloped line came free from an insulator, but nothing major. So let's stop talking about that. One thing I did notice, though, and man, there's a few things that I want to talk about. Like, I've, I'm developing an interest in satellites. So like a nut, and as you do, you start thinking about the antennas. What's the antenna system? And I started looking around. Who makes a good satellite antenna? You know, Arrow makes one. I dropped them an email sometime last week. Haven't heard back. They seem to specialize or at least be the front runner in the sort of manufactured ones. And I know the purest among you are saying, oh, come on, see, child. Why are you going to go put, just get yourself a roller and make you a dip, 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 dip. No. I'm not all, I'm also not buying anything right now. I'm doing my research to see what would it take to operate the satellites. And to those of you who are interested in operating the satellites, does this novelty wear off? Does it sort of uh get you and you become addicted or is it sort of like, okay, did that now what do I do? I've got to work a different one, and then oh, I've got to be a little more specific. I got to I got to drop down a little bit in my tuning a little bit to get it. It's moving. It's got some leeway up there. You know what is it? Is it something that is sustainable? Meaning the interest in a satellite operation or working satellites. It seems cool to me right now in my mind. I'm exploring what I need. I do have an HT that could probably do both. I need like a duplexer, right? I got to be able to talk and receive and then the antenna. So it begins my learning about satellites. I'm kind of interested in it at the moment. I would like to hear what you think. Is it something that would hold my attention? I know people are out there doing it, man. We've had some people on the show who really love satellites. Me, up until this point, I'm still so deeply in love with HF that I can't even consider a lot of stuff. I love to take HF portable. I like to take my 100 watts in the field. Can't even bring myself to drop it down to 5 watts. Your boy needs his watts. I kind of still want my watts. The lowest wattage output that I think at this point, unless I was doing something completely wrong at some point, but with the knowledge of understanding, the lowest wattage I've ever done portable probably is 60. No, let me take that back. 20. One time I did make a mistake. I was shooting for 60, but I did 20. And 60 was with a chameleon antenna. And it's got this sort of power thing. Looks like a hockey puck. You can put it on the loop antenna. And you can do 60 watts out of that thing. So, uh, And I know they make 100 watts 
out on these loops. And their loops are cool because they break down. You can put them in your bag. They travel well. 60 watts, friends. That's all I'm willing to pull back right now. And my QRP friends, my brothers and sisters who love this. See, I love portable more than I do QRP. At this point in time, just like with the satellites, I'm not quite there yet. There's many layers to this onion. Speaking of onion, I did a little slice on that made a sandwich. So my breath may be kicking a little bit right now. Lucky for you, you don't have to deal with that. But it is reflecting right back into my microphone, my filter, my microphone. I'm getting a little bit of my own juices. Sorry, guys. Ladies, I see you over there. Anywho, I love portable operations. I like setting up an antenna, and I like to get 100 watts out of that antenna, just for now. Not opposed to going down to 20 watts. Would try 5, just to try it. Right now, it's not exactly ringing my bells. It's true for digital modes, too. I'm so much in love with HF that it's hard for me to take a digital mistress. It's just where I am. Now, everybody's welcome here at 100 watts in a wire, so you know it's all good with me. It's all good. I operate in my draws. I will take calls in my draws. And I don't want you to say, hey, you wearing pants today, dude? You know, because, you know, it's my my thing. It's my hobby, right? It's my service. My public service. To run my operation in my draws from time to time. If I want to do it. So if you want to go out there and do five watts or less, like a peanut whistle. More power to you. You know I have love for you. But I'm more into portable operations with 100 watts. On net nights inside, I'll turn the power on. I'm not going to lie. You don't have to be just 100 watts and a wire. Speaking of the net, thanks to Neil, WB9VPG, for joining me on Sunday on our net. I need to rethink how we do this because I have some other net controls and some relays hanging out. They're like wingmen. And when I bring on a guest... They're just sort of chilling through it, waiting, you know what I mean? So I kind of need to refine the way I do that, frankly. Maybe I bring a guest on, we just do one hour, and we pass it off. At that point, I'm like, all right, now get off my stage. But we hung out with Neil for like an hour and 40 minutes, and at the end of it, I passed it off to Steve, W7UDI, and I was like, oh, damn, you know, he's been sitting there for an hour and 40 minutes. But with him, he'll run deep into the night. If there's no net coming on at like 9 o'clock central time, he'll run. And I think it's great. There's some clicking here in my ears. Back and forth, the chair. Thanks to Neil. We'll bring some other guests on as well. I think it's cool to you know, really cross-pollinate the shows when you can. I don't know where it all comes from, but really, you know, we're all in the same gang. We're all trying to deal with the same people. Everybody wants to be the top dog on these shows and have the biggest and whatever. It's not even an exact science. You've got 
YouTubers who are out there, they've got a bunch of subscribers, 20, 30, thousand subscribers however you turn around and they're only getting 1100 people listening to what they put out or watching so it's kind of all relative you know who's the biggest it depends many people will say ham nation by far hands down we don't see the numbers i'm sure they do quite well and i've always considered them to be the big dog they've got a lot of things going on there's 60 years from some people well known they're well known people on that cast for sure but it doesn't mean we can't kind of get along right i don't look at them as competition i think we're doing something different i think i do something different from neil and everybody else neil does something different from w uh, W5KUB. Uh, Tom with his round table. So, I'm encouraged to bring people on. I'll bring in Don Wilbanks. He's been a friend of mine, and we don't look at things that way. At least I don't look at it that way, and I don't feel that he looks at it in a strange way. Why can't he come? And, you know, he was he was a, a friend of 100 Watts and a Wire since the beginning, and back when I was with Ham Nation for a short run. So W5KUB, Tom, has invited me to his roundtable, which is actually tomorrow. Tomorrow's date is the 14th. So if you're hearing this, say Monday, Monday night, I'll also put it on social, but he's invited me to come talk about our community. I feel great about that. I don't know what to say about us, as you know, but if he asks a question, I will answer it. So in just three days' time, you've got 100 Watts in a Wire with Ham Talk Live. You've got 100 Watts in a Wire with uh, W5KUB.com and Tom's Magical Round Table. So listen for that and watch it. Go to his website. You can. Uh, I'll try to make the lights real dim in there so you don't have to look at me and the shine off of my head. Maybe I'll wear a mask. I don't know. Might be just, you know, like, hey, dude, can you uh, take the mask off? Nope, I'm a luchador. I'm a luchador. Or I'll just work in like a uh, silhouette. I just figured nobody needs to see this. Take a break. We'll come back and talk about some more things happening around the way after this. Negative copy on the Alpha Hotel. This is 100 watts and a wire. The competitive edge you've been looking for is here with the IC7851. Raise the bar and hear what others cannot with this flagship HF transceiver. It has reciprocal mixing dynamic range, crystal clear LO design, a spectrum scope, dual receivers, and a digital voice recorder. Plus the IC7610, the SDR every ham wants. And just in time for contesting season, this high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The new ICOM 7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. And let's not forget the IC7300, changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. 
To learn more about all of ICOM's HF radios, visit ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur. King Zero, shake the house on 100 watts and a wire. You're gonna miss my loving. You're gonna miss my loving. Name that artist. Very good, Paul Brown. Very good. He would do it. Forget his call sign. Don't worry about it. I know he would do Lou Rawls. Listening to Lou Rawls talking to y'all in my draws. Lou Rawls in my draws. Sick, sick human. Speaking of uh, sick humans, what a segue, Christian. Well done. How about old rich Bebo Russell? He's the guy that stole the airplane in Seattle. Flew it around for an hour or so. Oh, Lord. You know, he was a bag agent. You know, he worked down on the ground moving the bags around. Did you follow this story Friday night? He basically had unlimited access to the plane. I mean, I'm not going to get into the details of mental health, depression, crazy folk, uh, security issues, all this. What I want to do is try to tie in the radio aspect of it. I've always had this admiration for the ground control, air traffic controllers who are dealing with multiple things at one time, very expensive things with human lives in them. This plane that he took was worth over $30 million. It wasn't just like a Cessna, a smaller plane. This dude was taking one up, man, a big one. And so I got wrapped up in it. You know, I woke up on Saturday morning and I'm listening to the the audio of the radios, and I hope that you'll find this interesting because I'm going to play them. I have a couple things I want to talk about before I play this stuff, and uh, uh, some of the stuff I'm just going to have to hold over. I probably will just play this. Let me first get on with it uh, and give you this announcement. I'll give you the announcement after. But old Rich Russell, right, seems like a normal dude, married. Now, they're coming out to say, you know, he was a good guy. He was whatever. He describes himself as being broken. A couple of screws loose. Again, I'm going to keep the judgments for somebody else, okay? All I know is this cat got in the plane, pushed it to the runway, got out the gate, turned it on, and took off. And so I listened to many recordings of air traffic control and this guy, and they exist on YouTube. You can go into a search and find like a 25-minute audio clip where he's in there. He's the one that doesn't sound like he knows what he's doing like the other ones because he's sort of like folksy, like we're talking right now. And everything else is business, man. Bang. So what I did, I found one that's about 12 minutes long. I'd like to play it. If you don't dig it, um, you can forward through it. And because of that option, I want to tell you about a, a quick thing that's happening in Kansas. That way, if you have no interest in this, at least I can promote the 2018 Kansas ARRL State Convention. It is Sunday, August 19th at Webster Convention Center in Salina, Kansas. They accept credit cards for the admission 
and table fees. There'll be vendors, forums, and a swap meet. They are encouraging um, patrons to bring their homebrew projects to share. Look up the details at whiskeyzerocharlieyankee.org. W0CY.org for details. I should have I should have done that on the backside of the break. But I'm afraid now that I told you if you don't dig this to just fast forward through it or if you've heard it. I'll catch you at the end. I'm very impressed with the communications. Again, expensive equipment, lives at stake, uh, just crazy coordination in the air and on the ground. Plus, they're talking to this guy who's clearly distraught. He has stole a $30 million aircraft and is flying at about 2,500 feet around the islands. Cat does a loop-de-loop. Okay, a barrel roll. Just, I was fascinated. But the reason it's here is because radio for me is radio. I don't trip off of CB radio. I know people look down their nose at it. I come out of CB. My father was a CBer. One of my great Elmers, N0JZ, came out of CB. Many of you did too. I know we have to be licensed, and it comes with a different sort of etiquette most of the time. We've got a lot of alpha hotels out there. When I say alpha hotels, I mean a-holes. Get it? So radio to me and this communication is certainly an emergency situation, but for air traffic control, I love radio. I dig it. I hope you will, too. I'll sit back and listen as air traffic control tries to talk and help this guy, Rich Russell. Here we go. Man, I'm a ground service agent. I don't know what that is. Start it up and get it to go. Uh, in a couple hours, I guess. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't know how to land it. I wasn't really planning on landing it. Or just some guy who knows all about it. All right. Um, yeah, I just kind of want to do a couple maneuvers to see what it can do before I put it down, you know? 93 Guard Departure, did they find him? And so I can uh, reach out to you a little easier. A little bit. I'm sorry, say that again? Sorry, I, uh, my mic came off. I threw up a little bit. Uh, you know, I, uh, hold on. Ah, shoot. Man, I'm sorry about this. I hope this doesn't ruin your day. Just flying the plane around, you seem comfortable with that? Oh, hell yeah, it's a blast, man. I've played video games before, so I, uh, you know, I know what I'm doing a little bit. Okay, and, uh, and you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything? Nah, everything's peachy. Peachy clean. Just did a little circle around right near. It's beautiful. Um, I think I got some gas to go check out, uh, the Olympics. And, uh, yeah. Okay, and uh, Rich, do you know, uh, are you able to tell what altitude you're at? I threw up all inside of it. It's bad. Too fast to join. I was thinking about it, and then, uh, probably a good thing I didn't. Yeah, that's all mumbo jumbo. I have no idea what all that means. I wouldn't know how to, uh, punch it in. I'm, I'm, uh, off autopilot. Give me the jets. No, I'm not taking you to any jets. I'm actually keeping you away from aircraft that are trying to land at SeaTac. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I don't want to screw with that. I'm glad, uh, glad you're not, uh, you know, screwing up everyone else's day. On account of me. I'm, uh, I'm down to 2100. I started at like 30 something. Rich, you said you're at uh, 2,100 pounds of fuel left? Yeah, uh, I don't know what the burn, burn itch, burnout is like on, uh, uh, on takeoff, but, uh, yeah, it burned quite a bit faster than I expected. There is the, uh, the runway just off your right side in about a mile. Do you see that? That's the, uh, that's the, uh, that's McCord, uh, field. Oh, man, those guys will rough me up if I, uh, tried landing there. I think I, I think I might mess something up there, too. I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, hopefully, oh, they probably got anti-aircraft. No, they don't have any of that stuff. Uh, we, we're just trying to find a place for you to land safely. Yeah, not quite ready to bring it down just yet, but holy smokes, I gotta, I gotta stop looking at the fuel because it's going down quick. Okay, Rich, uh, if you could, if, could you start a left-hand turn, and uh, we'll, we'll take you down to the uh, southeast, please. This is probably, uh, like, jail time for life, huh? I, I mean, I would hope it is for a guy like me. Well, Rich, we're not, we're not going to worry or think about that, but could you start a left-hand turn, please? And uh, he's going to try and help you out here a little bit, okay? And I think you might have some questions. Rich, uh, I've got a pilot on with us. And uh, if you got any questions, you can ask him now. Hey, uh, well, first off, you're a little, a little breaking up a bit. Um, maybe I'm too far away. What's the distance on his frequency? Uh, you are uh, very calm, collect, poised. 400 apparently is the uh, a grounds crewman <laughs> with the uh, with the Ryzen, I guess. Okay. And uh, okay, very good. Thank you. Right now he's just flying around, and uh, he just needs some help controlling his aircraft. Very good. Now, I mean, I don't need that much help. I played some video games before. Uh, I would like to figure out how to get this cabin altitude. Like, I know where the box is. I would like to get some, uh, make it, make it pressurized or something, so I'm not so lightheaded. Rich, what's your altitude? Yeah, I don't know anything. Uh, I don't know anything about the autopilot. I'm just kind of hand flying right now. Okay, you know how fast you're going? Uh, minimum wage. We'll we'll uh, chalk it up to that. Maybe that'll uh, grease the gears a little bit with the higher up. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I think I lost you behind some hills a little bit. I'm coming back though. That's been good by you. Damn it, Andrew! People's lives are at stake here. Now, Rich, don't don't say stuff like that. Nah, I just told you I'm not. I don't want to hear no one. I just want you to whisper sweet nothing into my ear. Would that be better than uh, trying to land it? Like I know how to put the landing gear down. Put your uh, your power. That's probably fifty percent. That'd be the two top gauges right in the center on that glass uh, display there. And then press, uh, well, tell me, uh, do your power at 50% or tell me what you got. Yeah, I got it like flight idle. Well, that's too slow. Bring it up to like 50. There's 
side on the bottom it says HDG and it's got a little blue uh, M on it. You can crank that around and uh, and uh, you know what, tell you what, let's just do this. Um, push, you see the HDD, HDG button uh, right by that little thumb wheel? No, you can do that with these things. Uh, so what would, if you were to do it, how would you do it? Well, I'd try to figure out how to use the autopilot first. Not concentrate so much on flying the airplane. Hey, you think if I land this successfully, uh, Labs will give me a job as a pilot? Uh, you know, I think they would give you a job doing anything if you could pull this off. Yeah, right. Nah, I'm a white guy, dude. Talking to that aircraft at this time. Uh, if they need your assistance, I will. Uh, I will let you know. But they are talking to that aircraft right now. Roger. Yeah, you do, you man. Hey, FA guy, Andrew, you on? Yeah, I, I'm still here, Rich. Bad, but kind of not either. Sir, uh, if you wanted to land, probably the best bet is that uh, runway just ahead and to your left. Again, that's uh, McCord Field. Um, if you wanted to try, that might be the best way to set up and see if you can land there. Or just like the uh, pilot suggests, another option would be over Puget Sound into the water. Dang, uh, did you talk to McCord yet? Because I don't think I'd be happy with you telling me I could land like that because I could mess some stuff up. Well, Richard, I already talked to him. And uh, just like me, what we want to see is you not get hurt or anybody else get hurt. So, like I said, if you want to try to land, that's probably the best place to go. Hey, I want the coordinates of that orca with the, you know, the mama orca with the baby. I want to go see that guy. Behind you, there is another aircraft. Would you be willing to talk to them if they're on the frequency and maybe they can help you land? Back in the water. Hey, what's, the, what's that airport right there behind me, like to my left? Okay, Rich, well, first of all, we, we just need you to keep flying the aircraft. So if you could just stay there and keep flying the aircraft. The, air, the, uh, the airport you just passed over on your left, that's the uh, Tacoma Narrows Airport. I mean, that's also an option if you want to try going there. But uh, like I said earlier, McCord, that's a, that's a bigger runway if you wanted to try to land there. Oh, that's disgusting. One sec. Hey Rich, this is Captain Bill here. We're still uh, listening. My airplane's doing uh, just fine. How's yours? Like I said, it would be a better option, I think, if you tried to land it or even land it on the water. Yeah. Hey, is that pilot on? I want to know uh, what this weather's going to be like in the Olympics. Well, if you can see the Olympics, the weather's good. I can see the Olympics through my window, and it looks pretty good over there. Alright, because I, I hit some, uh, felt like turbulence around right near, but there was no clouds hardly. Oh, uh, that's just the uh, the wind blowing over all the bumpy surfaces there. Oh, uh, copy that. Yeah, but Rich, if you could, uh, maybe start a left-hand turn, start turning back around, because if you get too close to the Olympics, uh, you won't be able to hear us anymore. Turn back around here. Like I said, I just want to keep talking to you. And if you keep going towards the Olympic Mountains, we won't be able to hear each other. I got a lot of people that care about me, and 
it's going to disappoint them to, to hear that I did this. Um, I would like to apologize to each and every one of them. Um, just a broken guy. Got a few screws loose, I guess. Never really knew it until <clears throat> now. Um, just, you know. I want to uh, come in here and start talking to Rich as well. Man, have you been to the Olympics? These guys are gorgeous. Holy smokes. Yeah, I have been out there. It's it's, it's always a nice drive. But I think I might have a beer. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet you do. I haven't done much hiking over there, and uh, but if you could, if you could start a left turn and uh, turn back towards the east, I know you're getting a good view there. But uh, if you go too much further in that direction, I won't be able to hear you anymore. All right. Um, hey, pilot guy, can this thing do a uh, a backflip? You think? I'm gonna land it. Um, like. Uh, in a safe, safe kind of manner. I think I'm, uh, I'm going to try to do a barrel roll, and if that goes good, I'll just go nose down and call it a night. Well, Rich, before you do that, uh, let's think about this. i got another uh, pilot coming up, Pilot Joel, here in just a minute or two, I hope, and uh, we'll be able to give you some advice on what to do next. We call it a bug. It's a, like a little blue rectangle. It's just somewhere around that compass. Do you see that? Um, just kind of lightheaded, dizzy. Um, man, and you know, the sights went by so fast, too. I was thinking, like, I'm going to have this moment of serenity, you know, I'll be able to take all, in all the sights. And, uh, there's a lot of pretty stuff, but. Uh, they're prettier in a different context. The right hand side uh, above you, on the right hand side air conditioning panel, you'll see it. It's a big panel. There's three switches along the top of it. Make sure all three of those switches are in the down position, facing the nose of the airplane. I don't know where I've been at this whole time. Okay, Rich, thank you. 2,500 to be exact. Okay, thank you. And do you have an idea of how much fuel you have left? Uh, man, not enough. Not enough to get by, uh, like, uh, 760, 760 pounds. I'm just going to do this barrel roll real quick. Uh, well, no need to do that. If you could just start a turn to the right, and then I'll tell you when to stop turning, and then you can keep it level from there. I feel like I need to be, what do you think, like 5,000 feet at least to be able to pull this barrel roll off? You get hurt either. Uh, if you could... I see you're still turning to the right. You want to maybe start making a turn back to the left a little bit? You'd be a hero if you could pull off a landing. All right, Rich, this is Captain Bill. Congratulations. You uh, did that. Now let's uh, let's try to land that airplane safely and not hurt anybody on the ground. All right. Ah, uh, damn it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't want to. I was kind of hoping that was going to be it, you know? After long, I feel like one of my engines is going out or something. Okay, Rich, uh, if you could, you just want to keep that plane right over the water, maybe keep the aircraft nice and low. And that was the last transmission I could find. I didn't hear anything more from air traffic control to say, uh, I just went down or however you would say that. 
He crashed that plane into an island south of Seattle, about 12 to 14 houses there. But again, uh, mostly for the radio aspect of it, I get caught up sometimes in the communication of it. I mean, holy cow. And let me mention again, uh, because I, I dropped it in at a weird time and I didn't think people would last this long to get the proper understanding. If you're bored by that, they could have checked out. But the 2018 Kansas ARRL State Convention is this Sunday, August 19th at Webster Conference Center in Salina, Kansas. You can pay with your credit cards for your admission and your tables. Vendors, forums, and a swap meet. Bring your own homebrew projects to share with others. Look up w0cy.org, whiskey0charlieyankee.org for details. All right, other things to talk about. I can save it for next week. Getting a little long today. You're trying to get off that treadmill, I'm sure, or you feel like you've been weed-eating or cutting grass long enough. So as we see, we've got a lot of things going on. Got a lot of things going on. Mental health, depression, security concerns. We still got a lot of things going on. I don't think we'll have a show that I'll end it in a way where we're like, ah, everything's good. High five, everybody. Although that is a really cheerful way to wrap up a show. Let's try it. Life is good. Everything's copacetic, hanging in there, man. That's all you can do. High five. Just feels good. Put your hand up. Put your... Come on, man. Bloop. With everything that's happening, we know we need to take care of our family first. Take care of yourself. Take care of them. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.